Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Training Camp Live with Mark Grody on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yesterday on this program, I questioned the Bears' desire to win football games this year. As a matter of fact, I said I don't think that they are necessarily interested in winning football games this year because they did not have somebody who we are positive that can get to the quarterback and sack the quarterback and tackle the quarterback. Well, guess what? Apparently the Bears are interested in winning because they have signed an edge rusher. Yannick Ngakwe is a Chicago Bear. The word from Ian Rappaport, as far as the details are concerned, one year, $10.5 million. And this is a incredibly consistent defensive player throughout his entire career. Like, just go through all of his years in the NFL. 2016 with Jacksonville, eight sacks. 2017 with Jacksonville, 12 sacks. 2018, nine and a half with Jacksonville. 2019, eight sacks with Jacksonville. Split the season between Baltimore and Minnesota in the year 2020. Three sacks for Baltimore, five sacks for Minnesota. That equals eight. In 2021 with Vegas, he had 10 sacks, two of those against the Bears and Justin Fields, incidentally. 2022, last year with the Indianapolis Colts, and Gakwe had 9.5 sacks. So you can see it, like the consistency that it exists. So we'll get into over the next hour why it is that he has played for so many teams and has not obviously been offered the extension, Jacksonville included, his the team that he played out his rookie contract on. They apparently weren't interested in giving him the fifth-year contract and no extension whatsoever. Same deal, obviously, with Baltimore, Minnesota, Vegas, and Colts. So we will we will get into that. I, I do want to talk a little bit about what this means other than the obvious. Other than the obvious that you finally have somebody who, again, you know can sack the quarterback. You have other guys who have collected sacks through the years, but we are positive about this guy. However, what he does is is he makes everything fall into line. It all starts to make more sense now. All of a sudden, the signing of Demarcus Walker feels a little bit better. Demarcus Walker, seven sacks for Tennessee last year. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, all right, I could, I could live with – with those two guys rushing the passer, Yannick Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker. Demarcus Walker, by the way, missed practice today, so that guy's got to get healthy. But, yeah, had a good year last year for Tennessee. Ryan Poles and his scouting staff identified Demarcus Walker 
thinking maybe this guy's got upside beyond seven sacks. I mean, that was, again, a career year. He'd never had that, always below seven sacks in his previous years. But all of a sudden, that makes a little bit more sense. Same thing with the bringing in of Shaquem Green, who had three and a half sacks last year and six and a half the year prior. Travis Gibson feels a little better, too, with you still depending on him. Maybe you actually that's the antithesis. You're not depending on him as much. Three sacks last year for Travis Gibson after the seven in 2021. But remember, in 2021, there was a fade as well in that year, and that seemed to lead into the 2021 season or the 2022 season for Travis Gibson. So we'll see if he plays a little bit desperate this year just because he is in his contract year as well. He's in that same class of guys that everybody is looking towards in terms of potentially getting extensions, and Cole Komet is the only one to have gotten one so far. Jalen Johnson would be eligible. No talk about that in the last 48 hours or so. Um, and Dar- Darnell Mooney, obviously, too, but I don't think it's going to happen for Travis Gibson. I'd be very surprised unless he does have a breakout season, but the, the, it does not appear that he's heading in that direction. And then even... Dominique Robinson. We were talking about all these guys yesterday, and we were speaking about them a lot differently, but all of a sudden, it just feels better. It feels better. All right, you got this guy, Dominique Robinson, still very much a wild card, very much a wild card in terms of will he be a potent pass rusher in the National Football League. I mean, again, great athlete, just like all of these players, did a lot of work in the offseason, tried to get better, but there is certainly – no guarantee for a guy in Dominic Robbins who essentially is still learning a new position. Can he get good at that position? And I'd say it's 50-50 at this point. So don't depend on him, but guess what? You don't have to depend on Dominic Robinson anymore. And it is a one-year, $10.5 million deal. That doesn't mean that the Bears could wouldn't eventually sign Yannick Ngakwe to a long-term deal but it doesn't seem like it's set up for that the way Ryan Poles has been talking in terms of being wise with what you are doing now in terms of not hurting your future and sustained success. And there will be big-time draft picks in the Bears' back pocket next year and other guys that they will be able to sign in the offseason as well. But if things go well with Ngakwe, then things can change. By the way, we will be talking to Ryan Poles, the general manager, tomorrow. We actually thought we might get to talk to him today. It's just so different. It's just so different having a general manager around who is conscientious of the media and the fans, really, and understanding that there is information that that when you sign a guy like Yannick Ngakwe or you give an extension to Cole Komet, maybe it would be good to perform that day, to come on out and have a little chit-chat with the media, and that's what Ryan Poles has agreed to do. It seems like... It feels like Ryan Poles is going above and beyond, but he's not really. It's just relative to the way Ryan Pace comported himself. And as I was driving back from Hallis Hall today, I was like getting angry thinking about Ryan Pace, not because of the moves, because we don't even know if Ryan Poles is going to be a good general manager. I have no idea. So I'm not like putting rose petals down for him yet in terms of like, well, Ryan Poles is a great GM. But in terms of public relations, like Ryan Pace hid. It was annoying and... Uh, I mean, it was not good for us. It was not good for you. Like, none of it was. Talk about, like, a lack of transparency. And I understand to some degree, like, the secret of NFL. And you know, he came from New Orleans where they did things oddly anyway. 
I understand that you can't just pop up everywhere and answer every single question on the record, that's for sure. But that guy just didn't show up. Ryan Pace did not show up. And so far, so far, Ryan Poles is showing up, and you're starting to see moves that make a little bit more sense. And these things, like with, remember the Cole Komet signing? When they signed Cole Komet, the locker room was really excited about it. Remember, a player, unidentified, went up to Ryan Poles and said, hey, man, you after the Cole Komet extension, you got this locker room jacked up right now. Like, people are excited. And that's because they were kind of pissed at him last year when they were trading everybody. Like, that locker room was very disappointed that, especially the veterans, obviously, when Robert Quinn goes and Roquan Smith with all that stuff and then he eventually goes. Like, that was that was a dejected locker room in regards to that because it was their GM, their team, telling them, yeah, this, this is probably not the year. We all knew that. We understand that. And I think most fans supported it. But if you're a player, of course you don't support that. You hate that. And there, it was human nature for that locker room to be dejected and down with Ryan Poles' moves last year. So now you're in a situation where Poles has made two moves that have adrenalized the locker room. And as you will hear from some of the players here in just a little bit, but the Ngakwe signing, the Bears had to have it. They needed it. They are apparently serious about winning. And that is really, really good to to hear. By the way, we we are phone lines will be opening at 312-644-6767. I get a full hour tonight for the show. I'm so used to like trying to cram everything in. We've done 8-minute shows, we've done 18-minute shows. This is our first full training camp live show from 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock. After which, from 7 to 9, you guys are going to get a treat because my guy, my former roommate, Chris Ranji is going to be taking over the microphone from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock tonight. And guess what? I'm going to talk Bears with him for the first 20 minutes of the show. So guess what? I get an hour and 20 minutes with you and a 20-minute slice with my good friend Chris Ranji coming up uh, just a little bit later on at 7 o'clock, as a matter of fact. But we are open. Text lines are open. If you have questions or just how excited are you about the, the Yannick Ngakwe signing, what did, what did it do for you? Are you like me, like really wondering if this team was serious about winning this year until they signed Ngakwe? So just first impressions of the Bears and that signing and what you think of it and how you think. And, and does it affect your win total this year for the Bears? For whatever you had, does it affect – do you have do you tack on a win or two? I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to go crazy with that. Like somebody asked me that today. D- does Ngakwe equal – an extra win or two. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not going to say like all of a sudden that he puts them over the top and he's a, he's a, uh, you know, the bears are in the playoff because of Ngakwe. You you could say that back in the day about somebody like Khalil Mack, somebody that dynamic, but while Ngakwe has been incredibly consistent and is crafty and good at getting to the quarterback, this is not like a massive difference maker. So I'm not going to go crazy in saying that this, you know, puts them over the top and to the Super Bowl and all that, but it was, it was essential that they signed one of these guys to, at least for my sake, to be like, okay, they are interested in having a better defense and a real defense this year, and that was certainly the the key to it all. So three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. If you want to jump in here, we'll probably take some of your calls after the the first break. So, but if you want to jump in or text, feel free to do so. You can 
Hit me up on the socials too, Twitter at Mark Grody Sports, Instagram Mark underscore Grody, and then Facebook as well if you want to do it that way. Let's get into some of the audio because I got a lot of good stuff that I put together out at Hallis Hall. We'll also also give you details on what down in practice, who wasn't in practice today, and I'll tell you what the weekend looks like for the Chicago Bears as well. So let's start with the man of the hour, Yannick Ngakwe is here. I'm excited to be here. Been a part of the system before. I just love everybody so far that I've met. And, you know, Coach Travis, my position coach, we have history back in Las Vegas. And I just love his style of coaching. And I know that he can raise the level of the bar of all of us in the, in the locker room as well as in the D-line room. So. Why here? Why Chicago? just feel like it was a great fit. Like I said, going back to what this culture means here, uh, just the history here. And also, it's a great transition, easy transition with my position coach and my defensive coordinator. How are you navigating the last four plus months when you know free agency starts in March and you got to try to figure out what's next? And it gets to this stage. How did you kind of keep yourself calibrated through all that? Working out, working out, keeping my mind clear and spending time with family. I feel like that's the best way that I was able to navigate through all the traffic. What would you say to those who may question your front defense? They'll see this year. Was there a time that you was there a set time that you wanted to make sure you were in camp by? Absolutely. You know, I just wanted to make sure, uh, you know, I was here. Whenever I had the, the true decision in my mind where I needed to be, you know, that's all on God. You know, I can't really win, so can't wait to be his teammate and uh, can't wait to see him help us win football games. Yeah, your your uh, sack numbers have been really consistent throughout your career. How much pride do you take in that, and where does that consistency come from? Uh, my faith. You know, I'm a big believer in God, and uh, the more – the more you believe in him, a lot of good things happen. And I feel like uh, he's been, he's kept me healthy, you know, and then also just being a part of some great defenses. We all had a common goal, you know, and that was to get to the quarterback. So, Yannick Ngakwe and just filling in some blanks here, um, you know, with the with my question there at the end, obviously I addressed this at the beginning. He did, he's averaged just a touch over nine sacks a year since 2016, the real key when you look at it is when we talk about it, that's real consistency. There hasn't been that big dip of a year. Like sometimes if you look at guys who have big sack numbers, like the volatility meter is real. There hasn't been that like bad season for Ngakwe. Coach Travis is the defensive line coach, uh, Travis Smith, who obviously, he, as he pointed out, has had experience with. He does look to be in great shape. And... The question did come up a couple of times in terms of his ability to stop the run. The run fits, and the answer, if it, if it wasn't clear from Ngakwe, was very short and sweet. He said, we'll see this year. So it wasn't like he was denying that he's had trouble stopping the run. Matt Eberflus was asked about that because I guess the assumption was that, you know, he'd be your classic situational pass rusher, third and long, whatever the case may be come on in and go get the quarterback. But at least according to what Matt Eberflus said, that he's their every down guy. That, no, they're not going to keep him out on first and second down or obvious running situations. Got to be honest, though, too. And something tells me that the Bears are thinking this way, too, or they probably wouldn't have signed him. I don't really care. (laughs) Like, other guys could stop the run. And – don't misunderstand me. Of course, you don't want him to be bad and whiffing at guys that are running. But what I care about this guy doing is sacking the quarterback. The questions have to be asked. I get it. I understand. I really don't care, though. That guy gets 
if he gets his 9 to 11 sacks this year and he's not interested in being a run stopper, who cares? I don't care. I don't care. I don't think I've ever really cared about that. Like, did you really care about that when Khalil Mack was here? I mean, there were too many times when Khalil Mack was here that they dropped him into coverage, which, which was always frustrating to watch from the sideline, seeing him drop into coverage. But I wasn't looking to Khalil Mack to be run. I don't remember him being a good run stuffer, actually. I wanted him to sack the quarterback. Julius Peppers. Actually, Julius Peppers was a pretty good run stopper, at least with the Bears. He didn't get as many sacks as I wanted him to get when he was with the Bears. But that's what I think about when I think about outside linebacker in a 3-4 or defensive end in a 4-3. Get to the quarterback. Get to the quarterback. And if you're, if you're average or below average at getting to the quarterback or getting to the running back or the, the whoever is running – then I guess that's opportunity cost. Just get out there and sack the quarterback, and I'll be very happy with Yannick Ngakwe. All right, let's get to, before we get to a break, and to some of your calls, too, at 312-644-6767. Let's get to the, uh, do we call it an issue? I guess the concern. Let's call it a concern. The concern that Ngakwe has played for five teams over his last four years. Why? I'm not sure. It goes back to productivity. I feel like I'm blessed to be able to produce consistently, and that's what I plan on do for uh, for my team here. You know, uh, we need to be able to be uh, consistent, and that's what I'm trying to bring here. How eager or motivated are you to turn this into finally a home? And, you know, uh, you know where you can, you know, you can spend some time. I feel like it was meant for me to be here. You know, um, I actually have a bear tatted on my hand, so I feel like that's a sign to me that I was always meant to be a Chicago Bear. Has it been kind of a frustration that you haven't, you know, that you've had to go place to place? Most guys in your spot. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be in the NFL. You know what I mean? A lot of people will kill to be in my shoes, and that in itself is a blessing. You've been so productive despite moving around to your fifth team since 2020. How how did you do that? I know scheme matters, but for you to, like, not have any sort of drop-off with the sack numbers. Mental strength, man, and faith. That's what it was. I feel like God put me in positions to be able to produce, and you're my Lord and Savior. That's all I can say. As an extension of that, with the number of times you have changed teams and changed buildings, what have you learned about making that process a little smoother, a little easier, that will help you this time? Honestly, just being a good teammate, you know, just filling out guys and, you know, being a servant leader. You know, it's, it's an easy transition wherever you go. you got to be selfless. You not you have to have humility. I love that word, humility. I don't always use it very well, but I do love the word humility. There's no, And by the way, there's no signs of Ngakwe being like a bad locker room guy or a bad teammate. There's no evidence to suggest that. So if that might have been going through your mind as to why he's been on all these teams recently, I think it is. My guess is is that you have this guy who, like I said, it's he's steady, he's consistent, he's good, but he's not the next level. He's not great. He's not a superstar and he's not going to be and maybe and maybe there are GMs that do hold the not being a great run stopper against him. That very well could be. I don't happen to be doing that. I am not holding that against him. Again, get to the damn quarterback, and I'll be happy, and then we'll deal with that with the run-stuffing stuff later. But there's no evidence to suggest that he's a bad guy or a bad locker room dude or anything like that. Just in getting to know him a little bit today, it seemed quite the the opposite three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven a couple of text messages here and I appreciate you guys texting here Friday night what's going on everybody how's your Friday going so far are you going are you walking to Lollapalooza right now I love Lollapalooza weekend it's just like seeing all the different people 
people watching is great. And as you get closer to Lollapalooza, it gets even better. And then if you get into Lollapalooza, it gets naked. Uh, from the 630, Grody, this signing feels similar to DJ Moore in the wide receiver room. Yeah. It, as, as the texture said, similar to what I was saying at the beginning, it moves all the role players down a notch to where they should be. It uh, makes the whole thing look way better. That's a great, great, great comp. As a matter of fact, I probably did say something about similar to that about DJ Moore and how all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, Equinemia St. Brown, that's cool. Valus Jones, all right, all right. Yeah, maybe he does come around this year. And then even guy, even like Darnell Mooney, we don't have to have this game of, is Darnell Mooney a number one? Is he a number two? What is Darnell Mooney? Well, just go out there and get 1,000 yards, Darnell Mooney, because you got DJ Moore to work with. Then you got Chase Claypool, too. And, and understandably, there's been all the consternation over Chase Claypool. I've had the consternation over Chase Claypool as well, just because of what happened last year, although I think he's having a really good camp right now. But that's a great point. Yep, it makes everything fall on the line. It's like an ace pitcher, right? It's like, okay, what do we got here? We're not really sure what's happening, but let's, you know, you, oh, you bring, you brought in Max Scherzer. Okay, now everybody else makes sense in that starting rotation. So it's pretty amazing what a difference a guy can make. I see you guys jumping in on the phone lines. We're gonna we're gonna get to some of those calls, more of your text messages. I see the text too. I'm gonna rattle some of those off too at three one two six forty four. 67, 67 is the number more from Yannick and Gakwe. And I love the things that Eddie Jackson had to say. He was funny today. He was interesting. He was insightful. And he was a little bit of a hype man today as well. So Eddie Jackson and Ngakwe are coming up in your calls at 312-644-6767. We are talking bears on Training Camp Live on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Three-time world champion Chicago Bulls, Stacey King, teams up with Chicago media personality, Mark Shana. We're back with Training Camp Live with your host, Mark Grody, on Sports Radio 670 The Score. What did the signing of edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe do for you in terms of your faith in this team? 312-644-6767. For me, very simply put, it made me realize that, yeah, they, they're serious about winning this year. 312-644-6767. Get to your calls here in just a second. A few text messages as well from 773. Groats, just having the Bears D stop anything would be refreshing run or pass. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they set the bar so low last year with their defense. 
that there is some of that involved as well. The relativity factor for sure. From the three three one, five different defenses and still eight sacks sounds good to me. Yeah, if nothing else, Ngakwe is an incredibly adaptive player, and the defense he played in last year with the Colts, very similar to what the Bears are running in the 4-3 defense, similar things, and obviously the connection with Matt Eberflus is strong. Uh, Didn't play for him, but just the fact that he knows what goes on with the Indianapolis Colts. 847, always happy to hear you on the radio, Mark. It'll be fun hearing you with Ranji, two score overnight alums. LOL, absolutely. The Bears just signed two stud linebackers that can stop the run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tremaine Edwards, missed practice today. TJ Edwards, two guys that are going to have 100 tackles this year. Edwards had 160 last year. Tremaine Edmonds has never had a year where he didn't have 100 tackles. I know you expect that from your linebackers, but you're absolutely right. And that text in conjunction with the fact that while the questions have to be asked about Yannick Ngakwe's ability to stop the run, I don't really care so much about that because if he gets his usual 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 sacks, then we could deal with it. We could work with that. And that's what that's what Allen Williams is there for, right? The Bears defensive coordinator where – He's got to figure that out. Like, if, if there's a guy that's playing that's not great at stop with the run, well, who who is going to stop the run for you? So I put that on Allen Williams. This guy is here to sack quarterbacks. That's what he's here to do. Uh, 708, hell yeah, Ranger tonight. Hey, Groats, does this signing uh, to you equate to an extra win this season? More turnovers may keep the Bears in more games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, maybe one, two games. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm down with that. 708, bear down. Sorry if I missed the answer. Is Mercedes Lewis replacing a current player, and who is it? I don't think so. And Mercedes Lewis was not practicing, nor was Ngakwe, for that matter, just because they just they don't need to throw him out there yet, though. I think that they're both going to end up practicing tomorrow. I'm just looking through my emails here, and there is one from the Bears that says the following. The Chicago Bears have released the following player. I'm going to make it bigger for my eyes. Defensive lineman Jalen Holmes is no longer a Chicago Bear. So that that has nothing to do with that just has to that's just the player that Yannick Ngakwe replaces essentially on the roster. But that's a good question. We'll see. And yes, the Bears did sign the 38-year-old tight end Mercedes Lewis who is a good blocker and when I saw it, I was like, "Why not?" And maybe that's just Packers trauma for me, too. Like, it just seemed like his years with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, all all through the years, always burned the Bears with tight ends, and Lewis was no exception. Maybe, maybe not as present as some other receivers and tight ends through the years on the Packers, but there's no doubt about it at times. Like, I feel a sense of comfort when the Packers players come to the Bears. Robert Tunyon, when, when he came, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, get that guy in here because there are too many times where uh, I was like, "Who? Why is Robert Tunyon burning the Bears for twenty five years? Get get him in the Bears locker room. Get him over here. Throw him in the bathroom. Get him. Whatever you got to do with him, lock him up. Equinemius St. Brown, even. <laughs> I mean, I got it bad. Even Equinemius St. Brown was like, "Yeah, you know what? He did catch like a twenty five yard touchdown against the Bears. Get him over here. Throw him in the bathroom. That's fine. He's gonna be good." So I don't know. I don't know what the player transaction is for Mercedes Lewis, but I suppose there probably will be one. And we, have, I'm looking forward to, again, Ryan Poles will speak tomorrow, so we will ask him what the thinking is, where he fits in, if he's a, a slam dunk or a lock to make the roster, and what the, the Mercedes Lewis signing means. 
Uh, let's get to some of your phone calls. Rick and Moline, you're on with Mark Grody here on Training Camp Live. What's going on, Rick? How you doing, bud? Grody, how are you? Good, man. What's up? Good. Long time no talk. Yeah. Um, hey, I was just, first of all, I want to acknowledge something. I, You know, I was thinking last night as I went to bed how awesome it would have been or how fired up uh, Grobber would have been after the Cubs uh, series against the Reds last oh, night. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh. The Reds are they're frauds. The Reds are a bunch of frauds. They can't. A, a lot of people thought they were going to be good. L.A. De La nothing. That's what Grover probably he would have, said. He would have gone nuts. Yeah. But hey, um, uh, keep up the great work. Appreciate you. I wanted to just ask you um, who has been impressive, and I'm not looking for like the D.J. Moores or the Justin Fields. Who's been maybe under the radar, really impressive, ah. and then who's been. Then who's been somebody that's really not impressed you that you've been really disappointed as you've watched, yeah. um, whether it's a newer player, but um, as you can hear, I got a little one in my arms, so I'm going to hang <laughs> up and listen, but keep All up right, the great work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for the kind words. I appreciate that. The guy that's really stood out to me. And that's a great question. Like other than the, the obvious guys, Kyler Gordon, Kyler Gordon is playing well. He's, he moves with a different swagger. Like you could just see the confidence. He's talking like, Talk about all the chirping that's coming from the defense. That has that's real with Kyler Gordon. And even when he talked to us, like he comes in, puts the Spider Man mask on because that's the Matty Eberflus gave him the the nickname Spidey. So there is something about Kyler Gordon and just his comfort in the slot, and it's fun to watch him and Darnell Mooney go at it. That that's been interesting to me. Um I don't know if Chase Claypool lands in that like obvious guy people like that you know you're wanting to avoid in this answer that I'm giving you, um, and then you know the secondary in general. Like, Terrell Smith is a little bit of a surprise party, the fifth round pick out of Minnesota. Tyreek Stevenson, I don't know if that's a surprise that Tyreek Stevenson has been good because he's expected to be good, second round pick, and I think that the Bears' rough draft was to have him be the starter on the outside. Um, Opposite of of Jalen Johnson, who is dis, who has not been great? I'm trying to think who is who has been disappointing so far in in training camp. You know, I think it, again, it's, it it does get very difficult to tell with you know the the lines and the defense and all of that. But you know, Travis Gibson had had a would-be TFL tackle for loss in that practice, the fully padded long practice the other day. But I guess I'm just – I guess it's carried on disappointment from the last year and a half and just not really seeing him take it – or at least apparently not really taking it to that next level. So and I'm trying to – as I'm talking, I'm literally thinking about who else? Who else has been disappointing? So far, and I, I yeah, I don't know that there's really anybody else that stands out who has been bad or expected more from in camp. We'll see. We'll see as uh, time goes on. Maybe next time we do the show, I'll have a better idea of who that is. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. This is where are we going here, Mike. Are we going Mike or are we going uh, Matt? No, we just did Matt, right? Line two or th- okay, line two or three. We're going three. Okay, Matt. Congratulations, you're on the score. I'm a lucky winner, Mark. How you doing? <laughs> good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Listen, I got to tell you, I think that the, what the Bears have been doing right now, with the hand that they were dealt in the draft, by getting defensive tackles, by loading up on that position, 
and getting guys who can push through free agency, they're setting up their defensive ends to be a little bit more productive than they have been in the past, hopefully. At the same time, you got your linebackers who are pretty decent at covering underneath, so you're cutting off that route. So if they're going to be able to push that pocket with this defensive line, with these tackles, yeah. you're going to see a little bit more production coming out of these defensive ends because these quarterbacks are going to get happy feet. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. That's a, that's a great call, too. And, yeah, those inside guys, those inside Justin Jones and Andrew Billings, I guess I could put – I haven't seen enough of Jervon Dexter in this camp. I don't know if that means I'm disappointed in him, but we knew there'd be a learning curve and he's not really working with the first string. And I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see Jervon Dexter be good. I'll just put it that way. Second round pick. And Zach Pickens for that matter as well. These guys have been yeah, they they look fine, but they're not playing a big part right now. But I think that that was part of what went into the thinking of Ryan Poles and his team in regards to Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens. You know, if we're not getting great work on the outside and getting to the quarterback, what can we do to to bang things around a little bit on the inside and maybe free some things up as well? So that's a that's a very good point. Let's go to Mike now in Rockford. Hello, Mike. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Uh, listen, I gotta say, I. I... I'm not. I know it's too early to. to we haven't even seen Darnell right in a, in a preseason game yet. But I'm reading some things that are maybe aren't the greatest. Uh, you know, I'm going to see another Kevin Jenkins type of thing. Um, and I, it's too early to tell. But but I will say this. And and when the Bears uh, traded uh, down with uh, Philly, the Philly picked up. Uh, I can't remember his name. The Georgia defensive tackle. The, oh, you know. Yep. 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 Yeah, there was indications this guy Carter, was a right. once. Yep, yep. Once in a lifetime uh, generational talent at that position. Um, I think for what the Bears were doing, they could have drafted an offensive tackle in the second or third round. If all I'm saying is, if if Darnell Wright turns out to be a bust, uh, Ryan Pohl is going to eat a lot of crow for for passing up on that that pass rusher because if he ends up being really good with Philly, we're, we're never going to hear the end of that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And that's a risk that he's taking. You're for sure. Yeah. I mean, people should keep an eye on that. Darnell Wright is in, you know, relative to what Jalen Carter is doing. No doubt about it. I mean, that's absolutely fair. I mean, assuming that you are dismissing the character issues that obviously went along with Jalen Carter, you know, one of the things that Poles did say about that is, you know, that that he he admitted that it's a it was a really good situation for Philadelphia to surround him around those guys. Then I know they lost a little bit off of that Philadelphia defense, but they basically had two lines that could crush you. So you have a lot of leaders in that room. Now the thing is, is that if you look at the Bears defense, the Bears all of a sudden have quite a few voices and veterans in that room as well, with the latest being Yannick Ngakwe joining the team as well. But yeah, no, I, I think it's absolutely fair if you want to like if you want to if you want to fight that fight and look at the comps throughout their careers, that's totally fair. I guess another guy that I am disappointed in is Nate Davis just because I haven't seen him on the field and he was a no show earlier this year to the voluntary portion. And you know, that's fine, but it just it doesn't seem to portend well in the name of keeping this offensive line cohesive and all together for sure. So I would I would put that down there um, absolutely as well. We do have to take a break. 
Um, I'm being told here. I'm gonna put my uh, the old readers on again that we uh, we're gonna give something away, and uh, I'm opening it up the email right now. Hey, look at this! Look at this, Leo Stodder. We and you better be ready with that phone number here in just a second. Just be ready. Win a pair. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Win a pair of tickets. You know, the thing is, is the, the score listeners figured it out yesterday. Win a pair of tickets to the Force Tour with LL Cool J with The Roots, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Rakim. It's August 13th, 2023 at the United Center. Tickets are available at nation.com. Leo Stoddaher, what's that phone number? 312-540-0670. I already hear the phones ringing, so hopefully the, you will be the winner. Leo will tell you. Coming up, more of your calls if you'd like at 312-644-6767. But we got a couple more cuts from Yannick Ngakwe. And we're also going to hear from Eddie Jackson. I definitely want to make sure we get the Eddie Jackson portion of this show. Because like I said, he was entertaining and uh, insightful during his press conference today. He was loose and he was fun. So we will hear more from Ngakwe and Eddie Jackson as well. I'm Mark Grody. This is Training Camp Live on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back with Training Camp Live with your host, Mark Grody, on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Talking about the signing of Yannick Ngakwe to the Chicago Bears. A couple text messages here, 773. How can uh, Travis Gibson be a disappointment? He was drafted late in the fifth round. Are you serious, Grody? Yeah, just because he had the seven sacks in 2021. So I think that is the very definition of disappointment, that it didn't get better from there. I am disappointed. Still an NFL player just because he's a fifth-round pick it doesn't mean you're like ah 50 50 if he's good he's good if he's not he's not i i thought that travis gibson was on the upswing and then apparently he was not well well hey mark from the 815 mercedes is on the right side of the rivalry lol bourbon a billy yes yes he is we do we do do that thing don't we is it uh was it ryan terrio who started that the riot yeah when he went to st louis and he said when trolling was just getting going like that was in the early days of trolling and the riot, who I don't know if he ever did anything with the car. I don't remember him making a dent. You know, who we'll ask is Chris Ranji when Chris Ranji takes over the mic at seven o'clock, and I'm gonna hang out with him for about the first twenty minutes or so. So maybe Chris knows. Maybe he can tell us about that. One more eight four seven Mercedes is the Cadillac of tight ends. Oh, okay, okay, real good. That's probably a really good place to stop with the text messages. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to take any more calls the rest of the show because the audio is just too good. The rest of the audio I have here, and we just, we, we just, we just, for God's sakes, we just don't have the time. We just don't have the time. Let's hear a couple more from Yannick Ngakwe. And by the way, the the we did learn that the correct pronunciation is indeed Yannick Ngakwe. Is the Yannick guy? <laughs> That was Dave Watstead yesterday. Great timing, Leo. I almost forgot we had that. <laughs> I told I told Leo, Leo Stoddard, our executive producer, I said, we got to have that Watstead stuff from last night. Yeah, Yannick. It, it, not, Dave wasn't even taking a stab at the last name. It was just that Yannick guy. That Yannick guy, uh, which was, hey, he was right. It, little Birdie told Dave Watstead. 
that Yannick was in conversation with the Bears. So thumbs up to uh, Dave Wansell. Let's see if he can get Ngakwe to come out of his mouth the next time he is on the score, which I hope he is on soon because he is valuable, valuable property here at Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Back to uh, Ngakwe. Let's see, where do we leave off here with the audio? Okay, here we go. Ngakwe got a little, apparently, now this I didn't know about it, but there was a question asked him about. Apparently he he is a student of the of history of football. Remember, he's young. He's young. So when, when you hear him talk about history, it's not going to feel like, uh, he's not going to go back to Dick Butkus here. But listen to Ngakwe on Bears history. Absolutely. I would, uh, it's a guy that I really uh, love to watch was Julius Peppers when he had to stop here. You know, a guy that was a great power rusher, a guy that had great speed off the edge and uh, Coach Marinelli was also a guy that coached him, so he used to tell me we have a lot of the same attributes, and I just have to tap into that skill set and just show the world. Sick. But anyway, uh, Julius Peppers, when he was with the Bears, remember us, we were talking about, like, I thought Julius Peppers was pretty good at stopping the run. Did, did it ever feel like you got the most out of Julius Peppers? It never did feel that way to me. He was really good. With the Bears, but we never got like peak Carolina Julius Peppers. And I know that there was large fights about this back then, but just looking it up because we we're talking about that earlier. Eight sacks in his first year, 11, 11, and seven. Never felt like you got that really big time dynamic difference making guy. Now, you did have Erlacher and Briggs and all those guys, like a pretty sturdy defense around him, too. So he didn't have to do everything. But I've always felt that way. Never never quite as gigantic as that signing was. And he was good with the Bears. Never felt like he was great with the Bears. One more from Ngakwe. You know what? We're going to skip the last one because we've got to get to Eddie Jackson. He he talked about how he you know he said nice things about Justin Fields, essentially, because the Raiders played against the Bears and Justin Fields back in 2021. I was there, and Ngakwe had two sacks in that game to, to actually give him double-digit sacks. He ended up having 10 sacks that year, did Ngakwe, two of them against Justin Fields, and uh, Andy Dalton played in that game, too. Andy Dalton was uh, not sacked in that game, for the for the record. To Eddie Jackson, we go. Eddie Jackson talking about the the Yannick difference. Oh, that's a huge difference, man. You know, when you got that rush, you know, quarterback ain't got time to sit back there and pat the ball all day. You know, I got the text from from Brisk. You know, Brisk had text me like, hey, something. I was asleep, woke up. I'm like, oh, it's up. You it's know, up. just to have that that type of, you know, that pressure up front, man, it's, it helps us a lot in the back end, and, and we, we get to capitalize off that as well. I do love the way Eddie Jackson talks, by the way. I'm going to be saying it's up a lot. Leo, write that down. It's up. It's on. Instead of, remember, it's on. It's on's been going on for a long time. Eddie Jackson, I take my cues from him. It's up. So, there, of course, safeties, cornerbacks, they're delighted that these guys have those guys out there. One more. I got to play one more here, Leo. And this is uh, Eddie Jackson needling. Remember the, all the chirping the other day we talked about? Eddie Jackson talking about needling the offense. Like, we're going to ride, you know, and, and right. for them, you know, we're just trying to get it out. Like, we just, like, we're going to keep testing. We're going to keep poking the bear into the bear, you know, attack. So that's all it is, you know, just bring that out. And like I said, it's a lot of silent assassins on the offensive side, like guys that go out there and let their play through the talking. That's not really, you know, crazy high energy guys. But, you know, that's on defense. That's what we want to see. Like, me, man, we talking about on the sideline. Like, man, we, we waiting on that one person to just come out, you know. And today they came out good. You know, they came out fired up, you know. So it's, and we had to respond, you know. 11 11 to 707 but you know that's gonna make everyone's be- everyone better you know going back and forth that's what it's about 
Eddie Jackson right there. Good stuff from him. It's up. We're going to ride. Yeah. I just like the way that guy talks. Well, the show, uh, Lupe Fiasco says the show goes on, but Leo Stoddard is telling me the show is over. Well, I'm actually excited because I get to hang out with Chris Ronji for about 20 minutes and continue to talk Bears. Ronj is coming up next here in just a few minutes. Thanks for calling. Thanks for texting. This was a blast of an hour. I always feel better when I can talk about the Bears. My night is complete. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be talking to you from uh, Palace Hall tomorrow. I'll be on at 1120 with uh, Anthony Heron, as a matter of fact. I'll be out at Soldier Field on Sunday reporting, and then we'll see what else. Have a great Lala weekend. And I hope you're listening to Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks, Leo Stoddard. Bye. This is a Yannick guy. <laughs> Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.